This is Living It Up, a refreshing daily podcast to help you get excited about beginning your day or your entire life all over again, only this time with a loving God at the center. We hope you experience joy from listening and find yourself (laughs) laughing and living it up on the way to beginning again. For more teaching and encouragement from the Neals, visit their Facebook page at Living It Up Beginning Again or their website at livingitup.org. Now, here's Scott and Teresa. Hey, everybody. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Living It Up While Beginning Again. And I'm with my lovely and beautiful wife, Miss Teresa. Aww. Hey, honey. And um, we, we got an awesome podcast today. I know it's going to bless so many people around the world. And we want to thank all of our listeners from uh, Europe and, and uh, Canada, United States, you know, England. We just want to say thank you for tuning in today. We pray that this testimony will bring you just one step closer to Jesus the King. And so I'm going to let my lovely wife take it from here, and uh, we have our special, special guest today, um, Joni, and uh, they're great high school friends. And so, honey, won't you take it from here? Yeah, we do have someone else in here with us today. <laughs> Joni and I have known each other since high school, and when I heard that she had um, had a stroke, everybody knows because it's in the write-up for this podcast, I immediately had to get in touch with her after some prayer because it obviously hit close to home because, you know, we're pretty close in age. It's just a year difference in us. But I had to know how you were doing. I'm so slow with Facebook by the time I knew everybody else did. But through that that season of going, wow, this really happened to someone, you know, in my age group. Um, I wanted you to come on this program and, and share your story once I heard it. And thankfully you said yes, and thank you for doing that. You're welcome. Yes, and before we get into everything we just want to know right off the bat because everybody else is too how are you i am doing really good uh physically emotionally spiritually god has worked at amazing amazing um miracle in my life and uh, i'm so thankful for his graciousness mm-hmm. so if you had to say one thing before we get into all this that i think that's probably it he did a miracle in you absolutely absolutely did a miracle awesome okay well everybody just uh grab your favorite beverage and and just sit back because um this is again like we said it's really going to bless you and encourage you and you're going to learn learn a lot uh about god through this okay well joni if you would would you mind uh just just a short um description uh, describe your upbringing I know you've told us that you're the youngest of three, and uh, being a girl, I know you're a daddy's girl. Absolutely. So uh, just kind of describe your upbringing, your relationship with your mom, your brothers, defining moments. Okay. My, uh, I was born in El Paso, Texas. I was named after a country and western singer named Joni James. Um, my dad named me. My mother named the boys. So uh, they wanted... Uh, uh, a little uh, a boy a brother so they could be the three musketeers mm. and so when mom brought me home they said take her back we want a boy <laughs> oh, wow. and uh, but they've been my protectors and um, I'm thankful for them we moved around a <coughs> lot when I was a kid um, my dad worked for Swift Meat Company and uh, I was always the new kid on the block I did not know that 
And so I had to learn to be outgoing. I had to um, learn to um, make friends. Mm -hmm. And um, I did. And I was very uh, shy, actually, underneath all that. Uh, it was uh, a, a coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and uh, so we ended up in Fort Worth and when I was in fifth grade, and uh, we loved it here. Yeah. And uh, uh, actually, Dad tried to move us in eighth grade back to uh, back to Colorado, and my mom, we lived there three months, and we came back. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, how was your relationship with your mother and, and, uh, and, your, and your dad, your brothers, and things of that sort? Um, <laughs> funny story, my mom and I... And I'm seeing it repeated in my family. My mother and I would argue in the mornings getting ready. And my brother could hear us on the other side of the house. And uh, he would think we were killing each other or something. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and he would come, are you all okay? And it was just us arguing about silly stuff. <laughs> but my mom was um, a good woman, a good woman. Uh, she took us to church and... Um, I love her. I loved her. I love her. I still love her. And I'm so grateful for her and her, um, her. She was tough, wasn't she? In a good way? Uh, yes, she was strong. tough. She was very strong. And I, her example. Yes. Um, her example. She set a great example for me about getting things done. And I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. She, she, uh, she quit high school when she was, um, 15 to wow. marry my dad my dad was 17 and how many years were they married uh 58 almost 60 almost 60 almost 60 when oh, she died we have that my mom and dad were married 61 oh it's wonderful yes. yeah it's wonderful um so i had a great i, I you know i had a typical uh, mother-daughter relationship my daddy mm -hmm. adored me <laughs> he spoiled me mm -hmm. and i was blessed uh, on his headstone, it said he he gave, and we were blessed. Mm -hmm. And um, my daughter came up with that. I mean, it's, there is a scripture that said that, yeah. talking about Jesus. But anyway, um, and my brothers and I, um, Rusty and I were closer in age, mm -hmm. and uh, Mike was older, and so he um, he didn't go with us on the vacations and stuff. I remember Rusty all the time. Mm -hmm. And I was really close to Rusty. <coughs> um, still am. Mm -hmm. And uh, still uh, and, and close to Mike, too. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, we had good relationships. That's okay. good. Okay. Oh, okay. Why don't you, you ask yeah. the okay. next question? Okay, Joni, so tell me, uh, we're going to get back to the point of you being here. Um, tell us about the whole the stroke situation. I mean, was that in your family history? Um, was you know what happened? I mean, as far as that goes, was it in your family? Uh, no, actually, um, there is no, not that I know of any strokes. My mother had a uh, a uh, brain disorder called progressive supernuclear palsy. Richard Rainwater, if you're from Texas, you know him. Mm -hmm. He works for the Tandy. Mm -hmm. He, he did, and he just passed away from the PSP. Oh, he did? Yeah, recently. And uh, anyway, um, that was the only brain problems. Mine was more from 
doing drugs and partying. Mm, okay. <laughs> well, you know, I really can't tell that you, um, like, I, like I said in the beginning, that you've this has happened to you. I noticed a little bit when you came in this morning, you realized you were under some opposition from the enemy on your way over here, which we're not impressed by that. But um, other than that, you know, I didn't know for sure if it was in your family or not. Did the doctors think that the condition that your mom had has something to do with this? Oh, not not at all. It's uh, that's a very rare disorder. It's only been around since 1961, or they've only discovered it since then. No, mm-hmm. not at all. Okay. Um, my dad was a drinker, a functioning alcoholic, I guess you might call it. Um, but he took good care of us, and my mother like alcoholics do they hook up with uh, codependent people and uh, mom was codependent and she would try to cover for him and um, she always she told me one time she um, would try to get between dad I mean dad and the boys Mm -hmm. because uh, she didn't want them to feel his anger Mm -hmm. and so um, that was interesting, yeah. but I she didn't I didn't I didn't get that at all. My dad was uh, really good to me. Okay. okay. Did your dad try to get any kind of help? Was he any recovery or AA or anything? No, he wasn't. He was not in uh, uh, AA or anything. He uh, he drank up till the day he died, pretty much. But he wasn't a daily drinker or anything like that. Um, he um, yeah he. Mother got well, and then he got better. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, it's the pebble in the pond right. type of thing. So Maybe did, that, did she go to Al-Anon or anything like yes, that? Yes, she did. Mother did attend Al-Anon, <coughs> and I, I used to go to AA and Al-Anon, and uh, it helped me, thank God. <laughs> so looking back on that with your, 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 your mother and your father, and everybody's got some kind of dysfunction, how would you say that that molded the, the dynamics of your family? Oh, we each we each played our part. Uh, Mike was the uh, the grown the oldest one, and he was the you know uh, uh, peacemaker. Mm, no, not really. He was the um, the confronter. No. <laughs> he didn't deny what was going on. No, no. He uh he was he was trying to do it all. He was the uh caretaker. Uh, uh yeah, maybe a caretaker. No. Uh, you trying to be the savior? Maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He kind of had the savior mentality. Right, exactly. Okay. Right, right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes words slip from my mind. Well, that's okay. So, anyway, and um so yeah, that played a big difference. And Rusty was the peacemaker, and he, and he's a priest today. Mm-hmm. So uh, and I was just the silly little girl that uh, was hurt. Mm-hmm. Girl trying to cover up. Okay. Okay. When did your parents pass away? <clears throat> My mother died in 2009, and 20 months later, my father passed away. Okay. Wow. How did that affect you? Uh, it was awful. Okay. Um, I, I enjoyed, uh, I had some wonderful times with my mother um, the last year, last about five years. We 
we were first told she had Alzheimer's. And I got to help take care of them. And uh, so did my brother. And, uh, and it, I was so proud. I was so proud to push her around in her wheelchair, take her to church. Yes. Um, we went we, through that. My mom. Yeah, we. Uh, I had my arm around her one time. I was in a church service, and the lady behind us said, "Y'all have such a good bond." Mm. Y'all, and I, and it was, it spoke wonders to me. And uh, it's a lot about your family. Yeah, and I, I love my mom, mm-hmm. and she was a good lady. Mm-hmm. Now she, you said she was the one that took you to church. So tell us about tell us about your salvation experience back when you were a child uh i was in second grade we were living in phoenix arizona at the time and uh we were at i don't remember what the church's name but it was a revival and the lord moved on me and i went up to the front and uh and gave my life to jesus and it was it was wonderful Uh, I need to uh, let you know um, I was uh, abused or molested uh, when I was a little girl, mm-hmm. and um, I was about five. Wow. And um, that shaped my response yes. the rest of my life. Of course. And um, what a, a shameful, and I was ashamed for a long, long time, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not anymore. Wow. Mm. It takes courage, and you know where that courage is coming from. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's a her in the middle of courage, as far as I'm concerned. Her. Yes. Her. yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thank you for sharing that, and that's just that's just more freedom for you. That's what the Word says, you know. We uh, overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, and that's just part of your testimony. Amen. Mm-hmm. Well, Joni, you had mentioned already, you know, when it uh, came to your stroke that a lot of your uh, uh, symptoms coming up to that were abuse of maybe drugs and alcohol and things of that sort. You know, when did your addiction to drugs and alcohol, when did it really start to begin? I remember the first time I really drank was the end of my um freshman year it was at a senior graduation party and once I stopped started drinking I couldn't stop I got hammered blackout drunk so I believe it started from that time and uh, went on and what did you discover I mean through recovery that was the root of why why you began doing this I didn't feel worthy I so did. you were a high school cheerleader and all those kinds of things, and everybody listening, you know, it's, all, it's not about that. Nope. It's about who you are in Christ. Exactly. exactly. So, so we think that when we, when we see, you know, those, the homecoming queens, the cheerleaders, and all, all of the accolades and, you know, athletics and all of that, you think, boy, they've got it all going on. Uh, and I didn't. I was, I was, I didn't feel worthy. And you're right. I mean, I was class favorite. I was all of that. And I felt insecure and alone Mm. well what recovery program if you don't mind me asking did you did you go through i used aa and i went through uh codependency no more i used that book through uh, my church and uh that has been amazing that both those programs al-anon i went to al-anon also 
for many years. For many life. years, yes. I, I went through counseling. Mm -hmm. I've been in, yes, some type of recovery. Mm -hmm. uh, working on what was wrong with me. Oh, yeah. That's exactly right. There's something wrong with all of us, right? Yeah, we need a savior. <laughs> That's right. Well, we all know, you know, all of us sitting at this table, that recovery is a lifelong process. Uh, our first response, of course, is Christ the King is our mainstay of recovery. Uh, but, but also, besides uh, using his power, how do you maintain your recovery? How do you do it for, on a day-to-day -day basis? Well, uh, I start every morning with a devotional. And I, I've never been consistent about anything in my life until this last year. And um, consistently, I was consistently inconsistent. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I do a daily devotion every morning. I read my Bible, and I get down on my knees and pray. And um, I have good friends who are in recovery that, uh, that tell me the truth. And Rusty's good about that, and, and Mike is too. And they hold me accountable, and I'm very thankful for them. Well, you know that we are very, very pro-recovery, especially from a biblical standpoint. And I want you to, if you don't mind, talk to the people listening who know in their knower that they need recovery. We know that pride has so much to do with it, a lack of humility, you know, just people thinking, I got, I'll just try this one other thing. I don't need that. That's not for me. I'm not, you know, I'm, I don't need that. That's, that's, for, that's for other people. What could you say to that, Joni, right now, to that mindset? We all need a savior. We all need recovery. And um, don't let your pride from let your pride keep you from winning out. Okay? Because this is a winning lifestyle. This is a, I didn't say difficult because it, I mean not it's not it, you have difficulties. You everyone has difficulties and uh, um, uh, I'm thankful. I'm so thankful that I have Jesus in my life. And don't don't let your pride hold you back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I know with my own history and all the things I went through through a, a terrible, terrible divorce and all the years that followed followed that, you know, um, I know for me that I realized that we're all the same. Absolutely. We're all the same. Um, we've all got something. You, you, you see someone in, you know, I've gone to church back in those days by myself and think that everybody around me was having the perfect family when they're not. And I think that once people get beyond that, thinking that they're the only one and nobody else has any stuff going on, you know, any of this stuff going on, then, you know, you, you do isolate because you think something's wrong with you that this happened to you and, no, and everybody else's life is perfect. But when you get into recovery and you listen to all the stories, you realize everybody's got something that gives you common ground. You don't feel alone. Absolutely. I had a lady, um, I loved her. Uh, she did a women's group at one of my churches. And uh, she, um, she said, we drive up to church in the van arguing and fussing and fighting. And then we put our church face on. And walk out and go to church, you know. And she's, but she admitted that, and she goes. And then I came here, and I got real. And uh, yeah, there. Everyone has their struggles, and uh, it's it's looking to pull, opening your Bible, and talking to people. And it's a, this is a living document, and um, and I'm and I'm so thankful God never gave up on me. 
never does. No, he doesn't. That's right. Well, we're just we're so grateful that you're you're doing so well <coughs> and, and so willing to to share. So, I mean, it, like I was saying before, it sometimes we go through some terrible things to get to where God's been trying to get us for many many years, and so that opens your prayer life up to something totally different too. Um, I, I mean, I pray more about everything more than I ever did. Because, you know, I get confused. Is this me, the, or the enemy? Exactly. Who is this? So everything that comes, and Scott can verify, I have a lot of lot of ideas that come into my head, but they're not always God ideas. And so putting those out there, I know that's changed your life too, to pray about everything before you just jump in there. Right, I don't, exactly. I can't say that I did that. I followed a lot of tradition and a lot of, I, I mean, I had a life that looked like I was doing the right thing, but it didn't mean that I was doing what God wanted me to do. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So... I know that we've we've talked about that and how much you prayed before we even said yes to this. I, I sure did. I, when you she, yeah, she contacted me and I said, okay, give me a couple of weeks, and um, I think it took a week. And somebody spoke to me on in church about um, our testimony, how our stripes we are healed, and uh, and our testimony. And then Teresa said the same thing to me, and I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, confirmation, absolutely, and I'm so thankful for that confirmation. Absolutely. Well, yeah, no, I was just looking, uh, you know, we have some questions we want to ask Joni, and and I can relate so much to Joni's testimony, because in high school, she, Teresa told me how what, what a great cheerleader you were, and you were involved in a lot of activities, um, you know, but in the process... Um, you were doing a lot of this stuff, you know, you were popular, I'm sure, and things of that sort because of being a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. But you, you were hiding this hurt that you had inside of you. That's exactly what I was doing. As a young child. And so that's why, the, you know, personally, that's when I started partying. Oh, yeah. It was when I was in, uh, a freshman in high school to be accepted. I wanted to be accepted, and also I wanted to cover up the hurt. I didn't want anyone to know the shame I felt. Mm-hmm. And it sounds so similar mm-hmm. of what you're saying to, to today. And I know so many people around the world today can relate to this. Mm-hmm. And um, so kind of expressed to me kind of like what I'm talking about. You know, I mean. I uh, I, I did. I, I, I was the queen of covering up. I always had a smile on my face. And I always spoke to everyone because, first of all, I moved a whole lot when I was growing up. And um so I had to, I had to be uh, personable to people and reach out. And so I never thought anybody else was better than me. I never had that mentality. But I, I, um, I also had a lot of deep hurts that um, uh, I was covering up. And I was good at it. I, I was really good at it. And uh, uh, my drinking accelerated to less before the se- my senior year, a horrible thing happened to me. I was ki- uh, kidnapped and raped at gunpoint. I've never heard about that. Well, I didn't tell much because I had a lot of shame about it. And um, I'm so glad you're alive. You survived that. I, uh, me too. Yeah, he was driving crazy. I thought, oh, if he doesn't shoot me, he's going to um, re- he's going to have a wreck. So anyway, um, but then my uh, my senior year. Uh, I gained a bunch of weight to, it was like a physical wall I put up uh, between me and the world. And um, I didn't tell anybody 
what had happened. Nobody knew that I, I was too ashamed. And uh, one more thing that I could, and I drank a lot my senior year. I drank a lot, and uh, most daily, almost. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. Thank you. It's part of my story. He's using it for good. Absolutely. What would you say to maybe some, some young girls that are listening, and even 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 because we've got all ages listening to this podcast, because it's uh, people that listen to podcasts typically are living a very active lifestyle. And uh, what what could you say to maybe some young girls that are listening who are, who just want to be popular, willing to do whatever it takes to be popular? It's not worth it. Stay true to yourself. It's stay true to yourself. I, I loved high school. I enjoyed it. It was more of a social thing for me. So when... Uh, Are you keeping up your grades? Apparently so. Um, because when I went to graduate, they gave me a, a, a robe. I mean, a, a rope, uh, which was cum laude. I go, what's this for? Joni. I had no idea. They go, well, you're graduating cum laude. Joni? Yeah. And you didn't even know. I had no idea because high school was a social thing for me, totally. Wow. Some things kind of yeah. like a fog to you. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's Absolutely. a big fog. Yeah. You graduate with that and not even know it. Oh. Congratulations. I well, didn't know. I would have told you then. Oh, well, well, thank you. Now. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and that is some serious uh, acting, girl. Exactly. You, you exactly. Been in the drama department. <laughs> <laughs> I was. It just oh, wasn't on the stage. <laughs> okay. Well, back to the water gardens experience. I'm, I'm just wow. I'm, I'm just so touched by that, and I, I'm sorry that you had to suffer through that, Joni. And apparently, you had a pretty good support system. Yes, I did. Even though I didn't tell anyone, um, I'm sure Mother knew something was wrong. Yeah. And she tried to get me some help. And counseling was different back then. And, uh, of course, you got to be honest. If you're not honest with yourself or with your counselor or with your sponsor, if you're in AA, um, with your pastor, if you're in church, um, then you're not going to grow like God wants you to grow. So. Okay. Well. We've we've spoke to you uh, privately. You've you've uh, you've had a few marriages, and um, you have some uh, beautiful daughters, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? That's right. I have two beautiful and daughters. grandchildren. Yes, and I have two beautiful grandchildren. Yeah. Are they boys or girls? I have two daughters, and my youngest daughter has blessed me with a grandson, Knox, who's a year and a half, and a granddaughter, Kendallin, who's three and a half. What do they call you? Uh, Grandma. Grandma, all right. With your name being Joni, they didn't call you Noni or something? No, no. Okay. Thank you. Patrick's wife, they call her Honey. N-E-N-I-E. Honey. I had a a girl um, who lived with us when she was pregnant, and she picked Honey for me. Obviously, you you had something else that you liked better. Well, I I liked Honey, but my grandkids called me Grandma, so... (laughs) Well, you know, as far as the marriages go and this and that, I mean, there's so many people who are listening to this podcast today that have had marriages, you know, and unfortunately they didn't last for some reason. Teresa and I both have, and and uh, and uh, Joni has. And so, you know, God's mercies triumph every day. Every day. 
And so, you know, we can always pick ourselves up just like Joni is doing and go forward because as you're, as you're listening to this podcast, you're going to realize that Joni is now realizing who her true husband is. Absolutely. Who her, her, who her first love is. That's right. Because in 1 John four nineteen it says we love because he first loved us. And so Joni is learning this and has learned this. And, and, and I think there's so many people listening right now is going, wow, this, this lady knows who loves her. And when you get that down, then you can truly start beginning again. Because, you know, multiple relationships is just another way to, to mask the pain. And Absolutely. Way to from it. And Absolutely. We're pick, as far as the condition that we are, we're going to attract what we are. Mm-hmm. And sick draws sick. And so um, Scott and I were both single for almost nine years before we decided to try this again and had reached that place where we, if we didn't, that was okay too. And we're believing that for you. And I see you on, on that journey to just um, being married to the Lord right now. That's, that's where I, that is, that's my husband. He's always loved me. And uh, I put my value in uh, people and uh, for forever. And now I don't have to put my value in people. Right. My value comes from heaven and, and uh, Jesus, and uh, I, I, I'm so blessed. So would you like to say to the singles? We love us some singles. Uh, <coughs> well, absolutely. Uh, a single's great. <laughs> um, to those that are believing for a mate or not. Who, who need to be one with the Lord right now. Focus on yourself and your relationship with God, and everything else will work out. Um, I, I believe that with all my heart. Um, he will bring you if you're meant to be. But, you know, it's like that joke uh, where the man was on the uh, house and uh, uh, the, the uh, police, I mean, the fire department came by and, said uh it was a flood and said oh um um are you uh, come come with us and he's like no god's got this and somebody else came by and no god's got this and yeah helicopter and he came he uh got to heaven he said uh uh jesus asked him uh well what happened and he goes well i sent three different people by to save you So you've got to make the steps in the right direction, too. You've got to do your part. Yeah, we have to be obedient. Yes, we do. And we both had spent a tremendous amount of time alone, really alone. You know, I I didn't have children of my own, and Scott's boys were older. And so we spent a lot of time, you know, uh, just pursuing the things of God, you know, getting involved in in good things. And and Scott was involved with a ministry where they were feeding the homeless. I was involved in places that were you know, community prayer rooms and, you know, a place where they built wheelchair ramps and we were repairing homes for single moms and fatherless children. And, I mean, you can meet some amazing people. Absolutely. And that was what was me, was when I was praying for a mate, I wanted to know what he was doing in his spare time. And when I found out that this one, this man sitting next to me, as much as he works, now hard he works at running his business and having two sons, that in his spare time he was feeding homeless people, I was like, that's the man for me. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So that's one thing I wanted to say to singles. You know, what are these people you're pursuing, you're pursuing, 
what are they pursuing, pursuing when you're not around? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, they're not. Your mate is not to be found in a bar. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> well, speaking of bars, uh, That's a good when did when did you, uh, Joni? When did you first become clean and sober, and and what made it real and ongoing this time? Uh, it's, it's been eight years, and um, I, I took it seriously. My uh, life was in shambles, and um, if I didn't, if I didn't take it seriously, it was going to severely affect my daughters, and I and uh, myself. And I, it, it's um, I'm, that's when I was doing the codependency no more, and I was doing a, a program through my church that uh, helped me focus on um, my sobriety. Well, I think I want everybody to know this now that we've laid out this foundation with all this history, that all that was well and good, and all that meant something, and all of those kinds of things, you know, were taking root in you. But <coughs> the defining moment, I, based upon our, our off-mic conversations, was really when you had this stroke. Absolutely, okay, it so, was. So all that foundation was laid, and you were doing a lot of good things, maybe slipping back and getting back on the wagon, and but to me... Based upon what you said, was that was it, and the lifestyle and all the choices that you made contribute, you know, contributed to your the actual stroke. wasn't the cause of it, but it certainly contributed to it. Yes, over it the did. Years. Yes, it did. Okay, well, listen, we're going to go ahead and stop there for today, and uh, but listen, you don't want to miss part two. That's right. Okay, that will be Wednesday, and you're, you're going to uh, hear about what led up to the stroke that Joni had at 54 years old and how she's recovered from that and how Jesus has been is so prevalent in her life that when she fell down, he was able to pick her up. Don't miss it because it will bless you more than you could ever believe. And honey, I think there's some people out there that would like to live, give their lives to Christ right now. I believe so too. You know, I, uh, just listening so far to uh, to what Joni has said um, is so powerful. And I know there's many of you out there right now. I don't know where you're at right now. I don't know where you're at in your walk with Christ. I don't even know if you're a believer. But I tell you, I know you've been listening to this podcast. And the only way, the only way Joni could get through where she is today is through Christ the King. And we want to give you that opportunity also right now. Whether you're in Europe, the Middle East, if you're across the street in the United States, Canada, wherever you're at, I ask you to please bow your head and repeat these words after me. Give your life to Jesus. You're going to be glad you did. So if you would please pray with me. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for who you are. Lord, I know you died on the cross that you rose on the third day. And because of that cross, you tell me if I give your life, my life to you and ask you to forgive me of my sins, my sins will be forgiven. Lord Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. Lord, I thank you so much for being my Savior. Thank you for saving my life and beginning again. 
And it's in your powerful name we pray, the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. That's right, everybody. So until we talk to you tomorrow with the conclusion of this wonderful time with Joni and, and all that she's saying regarding um, her beginning again experience after stroke, keep living it up. Why are we getting again? <laughs>